Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Roos Chris Steakhouse, the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. The 99th Roos Chris is closed for the next few weeks, complying with the provincial health uh, guidelines. But Brendan and the staff at Roos Chris want to wish you a safe and happy holiday season and they're looking forward to seeing you again down the road it is a tuesday we bring aboard sportsnet spec mark specter for horse racing alberta the seven thousand men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry hello spec how you doing Oh, pretty good, Bobby. Listen to the show. You're on quite a roll here with uh, well, let, on the skiers. No, 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 no. Don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I don't have a problem with skiers. I'm saying that, you know, and, and let's get to a couple different topics. First of all, I was discouraged to see that story Saturday out of Calgary, uh, the video that came out. And again, I'm from the school spec that I believe the, uh, and, and I'll go back to my nightclub years. The best bouncers were always the guys that could de-escalate situations, okay? And I've got three police officers on my street. I, I have nothing but empathy for them right now. Uh, they're dealing with some serious stuff out there in society. Uh, there's a lot of people that have lost their jobs. There's a lot of people that are dealing with depression. Uh, thankfully, we look more progressively at mental health than maybe we did 30 years ago, but there's significant mental health challenges. These guys are spending a lot of their times arriving in very... Uh, tough scenarios uh most police officers i've talked to about what what occurred on saturday would say in a perfect world maybe the uh there wouldn't have been as much obstinance from the the kids involved but conversely in a perfect world you would hope for uh more of an approach of de-escalation instead of an acceleration do you agree or disagree with that well, first of all, all of this is preempted by the fact that we don't know what was going on there before that video started. Right? This story was the ultimate cautionary tale. The video broke from someone who was obviously there. Yep. And we all watched the video, which apparently started about you know 30 minutes into the actual confrontation or, or arrival of the police. We all watch a three-minute video, and everyone across the country starts having opinions on what the cops did and what the kid did. And then we start to find out the facts long after, right? The police put out their statement. People interview the kid. You know, and and we all want to make rushed. We all rush to judgment so fast that, to me, that's the ultimate example of, you know, the 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 end of the story came out first. And as we learned the rest of the story, we found out that there was forty kids on this rink, right? So bylaw shows up. Well, bylaw can't do anything about it, so they call the cops. So the cops come. This is my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong. The cops show up in Calgary, and they get everyone to clear the rink because you're not allowed to have 40 people uh-huh. right now. That's the rules, right? If you don't like the rules, go live somewhere else. 
So they clear the rink. So now we're at the end of the thing when the video comes on, and there's one guy who won't get off the rink, right? That would be the kid that I refer to as being obstinate, Mark. In a perfect world, the kid would not have been as obstinate as he was. Okay, fair. So the kid won't get off the rink. And now we're watching the video, and we can see the kid has a huge advantage because he's on skates and the police officers aren't. So every time they get a little close to him, he skates out in the ice, and they're slipping and sliding. And and police officers are trained not to put themselves in a situation where they're at a huge disadvantage. That's just that's how they're trained. So the kid takes advantage of the situation. He won't apparently, according to the cops, and you can believe him or not, he won't tell them who he is, right? And he won't come off the ice. He will not comply with the officer. This is after, according to the police, about a 35-minute engagement. Mm-hmm. And the kid's still not complying with the police. You know, I'll tell you what, if that's my kid, right, he gets what he gets. If the police pull him off of there and put him in custody, what if when you got a speeding ticket, Bob, you said, I'm not giving you my license, and you drove away? What do you think would happen to you, Bob? The cops would chase you down, and they're supposed I think, to chase you down. Mark, I think with maturity and wisdom and sometimes stupidity at a younger age, you come to realize that in a perfect scenario, you're not obstinate, and you work with the police force in that situation. Mm-hmm. However, others might suggest, Mark, that maybe there was an excessively aggressive, tactful uh, approach from the police officer. Some might suggest that, Mark. Some might say... say, Whoever those some people are, Bob, what I'm suggesting is, what are the cops supposed to do? Kid won't come off the ice. Kid won't tell them their name. You're a cop. What do you do? Skates off. Skates off in a way. He stood there, Spectre. Classic stuff. Uh, Again, you can text us at 78049. Seems like Mark likes authoritarian control. That text comes in. Uh, uh, BS, the cops should have just left it alone, and yet they pull a taser on him for no reason. Again, you can text uh, Stoff. He's not a kid. He was 21 years of age. So this is this is the beauty. Uh, and that's uh, true as well. He's an adult. He's not a kid. That's yes. fair. Uh, Haji says, Bob, I will agree that some of the best police officers are better at de-escalation than others. That being said, you can't always play your first line. That being said, this is not a situation where you're dealing with a mental health patient or a highly intoxicated person who may not have been able to think reasonably. The video captures the end after all the other players acted reasonably and cooperated. If the CPS members had allowed this behavior to occur, it would have been a precedent that law enforcement will allow this behavior from entitled Caucasian hockey players. Can you imagine the media response to that, Bob? Do not excuse the action of the ones breaking the law. Critique the police actions all you want, but do not minimize what led to their actions. There is no defendable stance. Uh, And that's from Haji, and he says, from all the police officers in Canada, thank you, Spec. So he's a police officer. That's obviously... um, uh, how uh, he sees it. Bob, why do you have Mark Spector on the show? He's such a nerd. The cops were totally embarrassed by the video. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, the kid's parents are at fault for having a kid that's disrespectful along uh, with the police. I didn't uh, de-escalate it like you said, Bob. Uh, the best uh, downstairs in five. And uh, anyways, whatever. I, I here, Here's the 
explain. Uh, by the way, we know who, who the, the the kid was, from which family was involved. Uh, the Weisblatt family and uh, the mother's death in the family. It's a tremendous story that was at the NHL entry draft. I would assume those children were raised to stand up for themselves, and it's a confluence of events. And again, maybe in a perfect world, whoa, raised to stand up for themselves. So when the police officer says, gives you a, a command. You stand up for yourself. So, uh, so Paul, if, if Paul, I, Paul has texted. Paul has. Paul has texted the show. Is that what I'm doing? Uh, Paul Texas shows spec considering you tweeted a picture of you breaking AHS rules this weekend. Not sure I can listen to your opinion on the matter. I'm sorry. Yeah, what did you? That's not t- true. That's not true. What did you tweet I, out? I had a picture of me skating with my stepson, who is a cohort of ours. So that's not true at all. Okay. Uh, spec, uh, 100% on board with spec. It says this texter, imagine a world where nobody has to listen to anybody, not the police, then what? Again, you can right. text us. Uh, uh, Bob, the symptom of the real issue is it's a violation of charters of rights and freedoms. That's a text that has come in. Uh, so there you go. Uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This texter uh, says, Bob, the two uh, officers were on a power trip. Good thing they came up to a young guy who was mild-mannered and didn't fight back. They couldn't even take him down. He was just standing there on his seats. Imagine if that was an angry guy who was over six foot four and 250 pounds that might have ended very poorly uh, for the police officers. Uh, anybody, uh, anybody, by the way, the texter adds... Uh, Anybody who brings up Caucasian hockey player, uh, this texter says, that sounds racist to me. The fact that they say, I'm, I'm not quite, anyways. Here's the beauty of the situation here. Uh, this text comes in from a very rational, actually it's an individual I know. I'm severely disappointed in the cops and only mildly disappointed in the kid. We can debate where the line is crossed, but clearly when one cop had a taser out and the other is kneeing him in the crotch, that is over the blanking line. That text comes in uh, from Bob. So there you go. Another texter says, Spec, no cohorts at this time regarding uh, your photo. No cohorts at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hacksaw Jim says, put me down on Team Spec. The kid is lucky he only got blasted. When the police tell you to do anything, it's yes, sir, from Hacksaw. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Mark, more support for you. My father's a retired military policeman. The kid wasn't hurt, and the cops didn't use excessive force in any way. However, they could have simply put a cop at every exit and arrested him when he left. Every citizen has the right to refuse unlawful or excessive use of enforcement by a law enforcement officer. You know, Mark, the funny thing is, I, I, I've actually had people say, you shouldn't talk about that on a sports show. It's it's a pretty big story. That I mean, the irony of, I've now found your tweet, the irony of your tweet Saturday a little later on, did you actually get people tweeting you connecting back to the Calgary Police Service uh, when you put that I tweet out of that? I, didn't, I don't read the responses, well, but... Yeah. Uh, Mitch says, I respectfully disagree with Mark. Uh, if I was a cop, I would just say, I'm leaving and coming back in a half hour. Please be gone. If you come back and you, you're here, you're going to get uh, a ticket. The kids were getting ready to leave, and the cop escalated the situation. That one comes to us from Mitch. Yeah. There you go. You know, Mark, that there, there's, there's, there's lots of different perspectives. Uh, you have experience dealing with uh, police officers, uh, and and you certainly know I respect how challenging that job is.
job is. I cannot imagine, as we had a massive protest in this city back in May, some said there were ten to 15,000 people, and I was told that 97 to 98% of those people, Mark, were completely respectful. The police, for the most part, were at a distance. There was very few people that were verbally abusive to the uh, members at that time. I can't imagine what that would like to be in, in that scenario. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had nothing but empathy. I, I understood people's right to protest, absolutely, and I had empathy for the members. On this one, respectfully, Mark, I got to say, I wish it had been de-escalated more by the, the more older people, the people in a responsibility in an area like policing. That's my own personal preference, but I respect your perspective to have your opinion. How's that? Fair. 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 Uh, Mark's non-mass pitcher on a lake that has nothing to do with outdoor rinks. I'm with Team Spectre here. There you go. So now you got people supporting your photo. By the way, good photo, Spec. That's a nice Oiler jersey you had going there. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask no, Mark. Bobby I... Oiler jersey. What's that? Bobby Orr. No, I know the the other jersey was nice. <laughs> now, now by by wearing that Bobby Orr jersey, did you support Bobby Orr's stance on the U? I'm just kidding, Spec. I'm like. <laughs> Don't even start, Paul. When do we start talking hockey on this hockey show? Oh, we're gonna get. To, we're gonna talk. We're gonna. We're gonna talk about. Are we 100% sure we're gonna have hockey? Are we gonna have the North Division when we come back in the winters now? There's been a lot of confusion, obviously, over the last uh, several months. What is a cohort? What isn't a cohort? Size of groups. Not allowed at houses, are allowed at houses. It's an interesting time, to say the least. Some would say that's another uh, political discussion for another time. It is Stoffer and Spectre. And you know what, Mark? you got to take these uh, issues on because those are the stories of the day. So now we're going to get to another one, Mark. We both want to, I, I, I mean, I would assume you want to see the Canadian division. Is that a fair assessment to make? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Are you concerned at all? Uh, are you concerned that things might get politicized? in terms of dealing with the situation with COVID across the country. Uh, you know, the players, the NHL has a very specific policy. The players, you heard Ken Holland yesterday said on our show, the players will be tested every day. The players will be on team charters. The players will be in their, you know, they'll go plane, hotel, uh, arena for practice, arena for games, eating at the hotel. Are, are, are you concerned that that won't be enough to, um, appease the people that have to make some tough decisions like i'm the first to admit it is a tough and challenging uh, decision and for many out there it's 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 kind of confusing as to how it works in some industries and how it doesn't work in others give me your thoughts oh, well listen we don't you know we're a big wide country that's very diverse and i think we've all learned over our many years living in this country bob that 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 what's a norm in Alberta isn't always a norm in BC or Quebec and vice versa. We don't all think the same, you know? So the fact that this is being really provincialized, not politicized, but provincialized with five different provincial health boards making five different decisions across the country, you know, I'd be surprised if they all came up in agreement. We don't agree with a lot of stuff that happens in BC. We want to send a pipeline out there and a lot of people there don't want it. We don't agree. So yeah. same with the health situation. We were willing to 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 agree on a set of rules that allowed that NHL bubble to be here. 
uh, last summer, and BC wasn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't accept what we accepted, and that's their right, and that's our right. So, am I surprised that Dr. Bonnie Henry and uh, Dr. Dina Hinshaw aren't, you know, lining up and holding hands on this one? I would be surprised if they did, Bob. Do you think it'll ultimately get resolved? In a, in some hybrid way, yeah, I think it will. I think we'll. I think that the NHL will be able to make agreements. I think the one, the most staunch uh, and difficult to appease province would be BC, and I wouldn't at all be surprised if we came up with a Canadian division in which Van, the Vancouver Canucks started out living in the Marriott, the JW Marriott, frankly. That, to me, seems very likely. Um, we know the players... Mark, we know the player. Mark Spector joining us for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry. Mark, we, uh, we, we, we got a lot of people with a lot of opinions on a lot of different things right now. So I think we're doing our job having an, a somewhat engaging conversation. And you don't have to 100% agree with me, and you don't have to 100% agree with Spec. Uh, a lot of the law and order types are agreeing with Spec, and I'm saying, hey, I felt nothing but empathy towards Edmonton's finest when we had uh, that, that protest take place back in the, the spring here in Edmonton. Because I know a lot of the police officers, and I know... A few of them, unfortunately, had to deal with some people making some comments that, in a different situation, I'm not sure they would have made. Uh, anyways, back to back to. So I'm look. I'm of the belief. I'm hoping we find a way. It is interesting that uh, you know there's the everyday citizen. Mark can fly until I think this week, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I think BC just changed their rule on people flying into their province to ski, but until this week, uh, and maybe it had to do with the outbreak at Big White in Kelowna. You could you could be untested, hopping on a commercial flight, flying into BC, and going in and skiing in, in a place like Kelowna or a place like Whistler, and that was fine. Now, some people have said, Bob, the chances, you know, you're up by yourself, skiing by yourself, it's different than hockey. But my point is, you have testing for all the guys with hockey. They're tested every day. They're about the safest group that could possibly travel that there is. Is there not some, uh, Mark, from your perspective, doesn't that kind of make sense? Given the amount that they're tested, there might not be a safer group out there coming in and out of provinces? Well, it's fair. I mean, the NHL has has agreed to spend a lot of money on testing, so they know right away. Um, sure, that's fair. But you know, I guess we got to ask the questions that they would have are things like, what if the Toronto Maple Leafs show up here and spend four days here playing a couple games, and during that time, nine people test positive? Now, what happens? You know, I, I, they would have to have some criteria in place. What do those people do? Do they quarantine in Alberta? Does Alberta want, you know, those those positive tests from Ontario quarantining here? Is that what we want? I mean, there's a lot of questions, and I'm not a doctor, so I don't have the answers. But it's, you know, it's this isn't just your family going to to ski Silver Star once a year, Bob. This is seven NHL teams flying and flying and flying on a regular basis, playing 56 games across the country each. So it's not quite, you know, I'm not sure about that comparable about, yeah, I'm allowed to go to, you know, Big White for a weekend. I'm not going 56 times to Big White with a traveling party of, what, 35, 40 people, right? It's a little bit different. Yeah. By the way, just a, an update for you. Just on testing itself, the province of Alberta has administered two million six hundred and fifty thousand tests. BC has done a has administered one point four million uh, 
test so far. Now, BC has a more stringent contact tracing uh, mechanism in place. British Columbia also uh, has, at this stage, a lower death rate than Alberta, which I think is is an accomplishment uh, for BC because I think they'd have a slightly older population. Uh, and Alberta and BC's uh, death rates are considerably lower than the other three provinces that have Canadian NHL teams in it. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector, for it, do, you, do you think it gets politicized at all, Mark? Is, do, you, do you think that's realistic to think? You know what? To a degree, this is also a little bit politicized, or you think that's just bunk? Well, I mean, that horse has left the barn a little bit, more so south of the border, you know, more so south of the border. But, you know, sure, I think we've watched this whole pandemic become politicized because it's a government issue. The government in power in every province is making a bunch of really hard decisions. Like, of all the times, I never want to be a politician, Bob, but I really don't Don't want to be one right now. You'd have no choice to be one. Right, but the point I'm making is, in every province, you have a party that's in charge that has to make impossible decisions, and then you have an opposition that's tearing them apart every time they make a decision. So, yeah, it becomes politicized. That's our political system, and and uh, you know, I don't agree with with a lot of politicians on a lot of things. But you try running a province during a pandemic and see how well you do. I would say that to every oh, opposition party out there, it ain't so easy. I don't, I don't envy that. Yeah, I mean, it's just been an incredibly brutal situation for everybody to deal with. That's all there is to it. Yeah, it is. And it, so, you, you know what? It's easy, like, it's easy to be opposition and sit in the back row and shoot arrows this last few months. It's pretty easy to do that. It's awful hard. No matter what party you are and who you vote for, it's awfully hard to be the guys or women in charge right now. Very, very difficult. Mark, you and me have done roughly off of the top of my head i'm gonna say 1500 shows together over the years okay wow that might have been the smartest thing you've ever said now it's only a list of three (laughs) but i'm I'm totally with you it doesn't matter if you're to the left or the right i mean man this is a brutal situation for especially i mean look look at what what we're dealing with in the province of Alberta in terms of the economy over the last four or five years, and then to have this thrown on top of it, and again, we've got, Mark, we've got hundreds, well, no, we have thousands of, I know what the numbers are in this show, we have thousands of people listening to the show right now that have lost their jobs or have significantly had their salaries cut. We might even have two guys talking right now that have experienced that as well. Uh, in term, and, and so I have nothing but empathy for the position that people are in, and sometimes I think a little bit of empathy might go, uh, an understanding might go a long way and uh, and might get us to a better place. But then again, what do I know? Mm-hmm. Keep, t- keep texting us at 780-496-0063. I was just able to recalibrate the text line. Mark, uh, we're going to deselect you for a minute because we got to sell a, a little bit of business here. Uh, we're going to go into our prospects update. It is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen... Uh, go to jameshbrown.com and uh, to provide us our daily prospects update back at the 630 Chad Studios is Cody Jansen.
Well, Oilers' fourth rounder, uh, Matej Blumel, had a goal for Partovica yesterday in a 4-3 win over Vitkovica. He's got 12 points on the season. Mike Kesselring was held off the score sheet in back-to-back games against Providence. The Northeastern forward has two assists in four games this season. And overseas, Livia Rodrigue got the start today in Graz. They were facing off against Dornbrenner. Right now, he's got a 9-0-1 save percentage this year in Austria. And tomorrow in World Junior pre-tournament action, it's two prospects. Dylan Holloway, Team Canada, they're scheduled to face Philip Bro and Sweden. All right, I think I might go down to that game. Uh, I do want to do this. I want to send out a special request uh, to Cam Tate. It's his grandson Nick's uh, 18th birthday, uh, the same as his great-grandfather Tate. Uh, Nick, uh, happy birthday, and all I'm going to tell you is that uh, your grandpa Cam, he's a battler. He's a hell of a guy. And uh, on some nights, I, I used to joke with Cam, we started the wrong Cam in gold during the 17-18 season. Uh, anyhow, uh, more with Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector coming up. We're going to get to uh, Oscar Clefbaum, the Oilers' defense, and the Oilers getting back at it, and maybe what they need to look at adding, and, and how the uh, taxi squad's going to work as well in the second hour of Oilers Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.